The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 78. I hope you guys are doing well and uh, today happens to be my birthday and I am absolutely gutted because it's my 40th. Uh, But I guess, you know, come on, it's not that bad. And actually, um, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. I made uh, an Instagram post about it. You know, if I compare myself uh, to how I was on my 30th birthday, these days I am so much better. You know, my 20s were a real struggle with the uh, with the OCD and anxiety and um and thankfully you know from my kind of late 20s and early 30s onwards I really began to make a lot of progress with uh, acceptance commitment therapy and with um, exposure work and so these days you know often I go you know days or weeks sometimes without even experiencing hardly any OCD or anxiety at all and obviously you know, that's a really, uh, a really good place to be. So I hope that's inspiring for you guys. And um, today's episode is actually all about that. Um, we'll kind of get onto that in, in just a moment. But before we do, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. And all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can send me a message and we can arrange the free session. You can also follow me on Instagram uh, at Robert James Coaching UK, and there I post lots of content on a regular basis. And uh, you know, if you can follow there and like, that really helps to get the message out there about the podcast. So, as just mentioned before, uh, today's podcast is looking at um, how to use both exposure work and um, acceptance commitment therapy to really help us to overcome OCD and you know I think this is a really uh, really important area because both of these things are very very helpful they can be used in a a complementary way they don't have to be used separately so I'll be discussing that in detail today Uh, as always if you have any questions uh, do please let me know and I really hope you enjoy many thanks OCD can be a tricky beast at the best of times and that's why we need to have the the best possible tools for how to deal with it. And some people like to come at it from a CBT perspective, some people like to come at it from um, an ERP or even an ACT um, perspective and you know all of these things can be helpful in their own right. But in my personal experience of, of dealing with OCD I've found that a combination of these things is the best way to go. It's really uh, the way that you can you can learn to deal with OCD in the best possible way. You know, we have to do some kind of exposure work if we want to be able to get used to the discomfort that the OCD provides us. 
but also we need to have the motivation. How do you get the motivation? Through through values, and obviously that's related to acceptance commitment therapy, as well as all the incredible um, tools that you get from, from mindfulness, from being in the present moment, that ACT also um, provides us. So using a combination of, of these two is definitely uh, the way forward. And it's been the thing that really helped me, you know, get to this this point today where I'm just turning 40, where I feel I'm able to, to manage the OCD so effectively. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still have days where it can be a struggle. But the vast majority of the time, I'm able to use a combination of those skills from, from those two different uh, strategies and it really helps me uh, on a day-to-day basis to be able to keep OCD in its place and for me to not disappear down that rabbit hole uh, of OCD which uh, you know I mentioned quite a lot. So let's discuss in a bit more detail what is the you know exactly what is exposure work and exactly what is acceptance commitment therapy. So we'll start with um, we'll start with exposure. We need to if we want to really be uh, begin to deal with OCD effectively, we need to be able to to face the thing that is giving us you know the fear that we're really struggling with. Now, obviously, you know if you are if you have classic. Um, OCD, the kind of classic hand-washing OCD, for example. The exposure work for, for this type of OCD is fairly obvious, you know, like you want to not wash your hands as you would do as you would do normally, and this is going to give rise to anxiety. Uh, you know, washing the hands is obviously a compulsion, and so by not performing the compulsion, you are exposing yourself to the anxiety uh, that you get from from that, and you are not doing the thing that you would normally do that does temporarily make you feel better. It temporarily gives you that relief. But as we know, all it's actually doing, every time that we get that relief, we are just reinforcing that behavior. We're reinforcing the cycle of OCD. And unfortunately, the monster starts to grow and get bigger. And so if we are able to do something else, uh, if we're able to do the opposite of what we normally would do, uh, and then this example, you know, not wash the hands, then what happens is that you will get more anxiety. And this is obviously really difficult. It can be incredibly hard. Um, but you will get more anxiety. And the idea is that you sit with that anxiety, that you even close your eyes um, and try to kind of feel it more, try to work out where you can feel it in the body. Um, other other types of exposure work um, for things like pure O OCD can be more imaginal. Um, you know, we might you might actually have to try to imagine a situation that gives you a lot of anxiety, or you could write a script about that, or you could listen to something about that, or watch something about that that gives you a lot of anxiety. And again, once you get that spike of discomfort. Um, maybe perhaps in the past you would have then uh, performed some some kind of uh, compulsion in your head that would have made you feel better. Uh, it could have been some kind of reassurance seeking. It could have been a ritual. Um, it could have been, uh, you know, it could be something that you just say to yourself again and again. Um, it doesn't really matter kind of what it is, but we just want to stop doing that. We want to expose ourselves to, to the actual fear without performing the compulsion. 
And in this situation, what I like to do with people is to encourage them to, again, close their eyes and to try to feel where are they feeling that anxiety in the body? Because anxiety does always show up in the body somewhere. Often it can be in the chest or the abdomen, sometimes in the shoulders or the head. Um, it's different for, for everybody. But what you can do is you can start to be curious about that feeling. And curiosity is so important. When you can start to be curious about your anxiety, you're turning things on their head. You're you're beginning to be a bit more of an investigator. And actually, you know, that is the kind of mindset that you want to bring to this. You want to find out more about that feeling. You want to understand that feeling. You want to know where it is that it's often going in the body. And if you're willing to really try to pay attention to that feeling, to notice, do you feel it more perhaps on the left-hand side uh, of the chest if you're feeling it there? Or is it more on the right-hand side? Does it have a certain kind of color or a texture? Is it moving around or is it staying the same? Is the intensity going up or down? And what generally tends to happen if, if we're really willing to try to pay attention to it and become curious about it is that eventually it will begin to go down because we're not pushing it away and as as you as you will know if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis pushing away the anxiety trying to get rid of it is the thing that keeps it going and that generally makes it stronger so when we do the opposite when we're willing to explore it and to try to find out more about it generally what happens is over time it will start to come down so um, you know, that is exposure work. And, you know, we need to be careful with exposure work. You shouldn't just jump in straight away and uh, and, and give yourself a really difficult exposure. Um, I would definitely recommend that you work with somebody who understands this uh, to help you to do exposure work. And that you, um, you know, that you think of some things to start with that aren't going to give you the highest level of anxiety. You want to start with something that's maybe a 2 or 3 out of 10 um, or even a 1 out of 10 depending on how much anxiety you're experiencing and then slowly uh, and gradually uh, build up from there and start to face other things that you are that you're really struggling with. Um, so that in a nutshell you know it's a very brief description but that is exposure work. You know we basically want you to not respond to the obsession in the way that you normally would do. You know, the way that you normally would do is obviously to perform a compulsion. And if we can get you to stop doing that, then obviously all you're left with is an obsession. And, you know, if we stop, if we stop kind of um, pushing that obsession away, if we stop prodding it and poking it and actually giving it energy, what will happen is it, it will actually start to disappear on its own. And, uh, you know, I, I did a podcast recently about this that, you know, and I, I kind of said that the actual obsession, the theme of the obsession is really not that important. The important thing in OCD is the compulsions, because, you know, if you can stop performing those compulsions, then you're just left with that ob obsession. And it's, uh, you know, that will clear up on its own in time. So this is really, really important. So now we've discussed that, let's have a quick look at ACT. What is ACT and how does it differ from um, exposure work? Well, 
Acceptance Commitment Therapy, or ACT, is, uh, you know, it's a very different beast from, um, from exposure work. It does have some exposure work within it, um, but it's basically a blend of CBT, uh, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, and mindfulness. And um, it's, it was created by uh, the psychologist Stephen Hayes in the 80s. And it's been proven to be extremely helpful for, for many different uh, mental health problems. Uh, you know, but actually, it does have quite a lot of research showing that it can be very helpful for you know, intense anxiety and for, for OCD. It's split up into six main areas, and all of them can be particularly helpful. Um, but when, when they're combined together, um, for, for something like OCD, I really do think it's a, a really helpful package. Uh, so the first area we're going to discuss briefly is values. Now, values um, are basically what gives our life meaning. They're the things that our heart truly yearns for. And unfortunately, when we have things like, uh, you know, very strong anxiety and OCD, often we stop living our life by our values. We can tend to forget the things that are most important to us because the OCD becomes a central part of our lives. And so it's very important that we do try to uh, make sure that we know what our values are and that we set goals related to our values to help us to, to give our life meaning. Because if you're not living your life by your values, then, you know, it is quite possible that you're going to start feeling a bit down and that you, you know, that you will be feeling more anxious uh, in general. And of course, that is going to, to make it harder for you to, to deal with, you know, with the OCD. And so this is a really, really important area. And there's a few other reasons as well uh, that I'll be talking about with values uh, and exposure work in just a minute. Um, the next area then is commitment. Now, again, you know, if we want to, to get over OCD, we have to commit to taking action. This is absolutely essential. And that's why in my coaching sessions with people, I'm, I'm very uh, clear that we have to have, you know, two or three things at the end of each session uh, for you to practice. Because if you really want change to happen, then, of course, you know, um, some change will happen during the session. But the real change happens outside by you know regular practice each day and so committing to to making those changes and to that regular practice will really help you to to make the change and to really start overcoming OCD. The next area is acceptance uh, you know a kind of pet hate word for me in a way because you know acceptance uh, massively overused word but so important because if you can learn how to accept the discomfort that comes up from anxiety which is obviously what we're doing with exposure work then you know you can definitely start to make huge improvements in in how you feel and and how much uh, anxiety you're going to experience and so acceptance is uh, an incredibly important part of the puzzle the next area is diffusion and this is using kind of uh, CBT skills to to help you to to be able to label um, the thoughts well first of all actually part of diffusion is being able to notice when we're having um, OCD thoughts because if you're really struggling and you're really stuck sometimes it can be really difficult just to notice uh, the thoughts to to notice that you're performing a, uh, a compulsion, and so you know, first off, recognizing um, what thoughts are are not helpful or what thoughts are you know obsessive in nature, and then being able to label those thoughts. 
and defuse from them because, you know, so often those thoughts are irrational by nature. What we don't want to do is to start analysing, is to start thinking more because so often with OCD, it's the overanalyzing, it's the thinking that's got us stuck in the first place. And so um, what we do with diffusion work is we learn just to um, to say something very short and simple uh, to ourselves, something neutral. And then we learn to refocus our attention uh, onto the present moment. And that leads nicely into the next area. So uh, contacting the present moment. The more we can be in the present moment, the more we can be in our bodies and not stuck in our head, the easier it's going to be for us. And, you know, so often this is this is so true for myself. You know, I would notice that maybe I've been stuck in my head for hours and I, I would be making myself, you know, feel sick. And the moment you just are able to let go of that thought, to just say to yourself, hmm, is this true? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. And then just go and do something else. Go and do a value. Go and focus on something that you actually care about. What happens is that you you come into the present moment by doing that thing. And you're no longer stuck in your head. You're actually in your body. And so learning how to be more in your body and more in the present moment is a huge, huge part of an act. Finally, then, we have uh, self as context. And this is the idea of um, there is a part of you, basically, that is separate from you, that is an observing self. And this is obviously the, the kind of mindfulness part that's coming in here again. And um, the more that we are able to um, view ourselves from this position, to to notice the thoughts from an observing self instead of uh, associating ourselves too much with those thoughts, if we can step, uh, take a step back and recognize that there's always a deeper part of us that is able to see things from a slightly more calm and neutral perspective, um, that is the observing self. It is always the same. It is always calm. It is never uh, bothered by anything. And you can always tune into it. And so, you know, using things like meditation, we're able to get more in tune with with that observing self. And so, again, a big part of ACT is is also, you know, developing those skills. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do, you know... Um, kind of traditional meditation to do act not at all everybody's different with this kind of stuff you know I don't really uh, love sitting down and doing you know um, doing formal meditation practice every day sometimes I do it you know for 10 minutes but often I do the Wim Hof method instead because that's a more kind of active uh, breathing meditation that I find really helpful for me and everyone's different with this kind of stuff I know many people find um, apps really helpful these days things like Headspace for example uh, and I do recommend that kind of thing so whatever works for you works for you and we've ordered these things um, to do with acceptance commitment therapy you can ad adapt it to suit your needs you know to to suit your values and and what what is important to you what engages you um but using a mix of these things together I, I you know I found in my personal life to be incredibly helpful so how do these two things work together and uh, should they should they be used together uh, in my opinion the answer is a massive yes and um, this is because exposure work 
uh, is very, very important, I think, for, for helping us to acclimatize to the discomfort that we get from, from anxiety and from the, uh, from the obsessions. And so, you know, if we want to learn how to, to deal with that discomfort, which is obviously, you know, a normal part of life, we all experience anxiety sometimes. And actually, if you really struggle with OCD, um, often it's because you've maybe forgotten somewhere along the way or something's happened to you. Uh, to make you believe that you can't cope with uh, anxiety anymore, that you're not able to deal with it. And nothing's further from the truth. Anyone can learn again how to deal with anxiety. It is something that is obviously difficult, but you can do it 100%. And this is why exposure work is so important. It gives you an opportunity to learn how to accept that discomfort. But this is where acceptance commitment therapy comes in because um, although exposure work, you know, is incredibly helpful, incredibly important, it's also at times incredibly hard, you know, to to move towards the things that you're that you're afraid of, that you know, that you've been obsessing about perhaps for years. And to actually face those fears is incredibly difficult. And if you don't have a reason uh, for why to do it, and and to be honest, like your reason shouldn't really be, you know, to get rid of my anxiety, to get rid of the OCD. You know, that's not that's not really a healthy reason for why to do it. What you need is uh, you need a real motivation. You need something that's related to your values because. If you know what your values are and you're very clear about that before you do any exposure work, um, you know, have those in the forefront of your mind. Um, that can really help you to to actually have the motivation to to push through and to lean into that anxiety. It's not easy at all to do it sometimes. You know, some days you just don't want to do it. But the more that you can do it on a regular basis is going to help. And so if you have that motivation, if you've taken the time to work out what your values are and to keep those clearly in the forefront of your mind each time before you do um, any exposure work, it will help you to, to, you know, to really be able to do that exposure in a positive way. And not only this, um, but, you know, if you're just doing exposure work, that can be very helpful. But in my personal experience, again, if you just do exposure work and you don't work out, you know, what's important to you in your life, you you don't do some perhaps some work with meditation and learning to be more in the present moment. It's quite possible that you might get learn to get over that particular obsession that you've been struggling with. But that because you haven't um, learned to deal with, you know, perhaps the underlying anxiety, um, it's quite it's quite possible that um, another obsession will come up and just take its place. And so I really do think that learning to apply both of these things, acceptance, commitment therapy and exposure work together is the best uh, the best way to go, because it really will help to insulate you in the future against the OCD coming back up in a, a new and disguised way, which uh, unfortunately we know that OCD has a habit of doing. Anyway, guys, I hope that you found that helpful today. Um, if you have any questions, as always, please let me know. And many thanks. Please remember, if you are struggling with OCD and anxiety, you can get a free consultation uh, with me. All you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and uh, send me a message and we, we can sort that out. And if you like, you can also follow me on Instagram 
uh, at Robert James Coaching UK. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.